So let's let's dig into that a little bit more too. Why don't you believe you are who God says that you are? And this is all of us because I don't think that there's anybody who truly has the nail hit directly on the head who is 100% where they should be. And I also think that this is something that we need to constantly be reminded of. But let's talk about it. Why don't you believe you are who God says you are? You're listening to the Her Soul Podcast, a safe space where we focus on Christian living and mental health. I'm your host, Camille Allison, and my goal is to encourage you in your everyday walk so that you can live in the freedom that Christ promises you. It's the Christian girl talk you need in your life. So grab your journal, favorite pen, a cup of coffee, and let's get into the show. Hey friends, welcome into this week's episode of Her Soul. I am your host, Camille Allison, and yeah, thank you guys for joining me again this week. So it is February 1st, you guys. It is Black History Month. It is the shortest month of the year. It's the month of love. It's also my birthday month. And so with all of that in mind, I wanted to give February a sort of a theme. So all of the episodes this month will be pertaining to love in some way, shape, or form. There are many different facets of love that we're going to be talking about over the course of the next four weeks. But this week in particular, I wanted to start with self-love. And this one specifically, because I feel like this is like the gateway to everything else that we're going to talk about. Okay. So before we get into the goodness of this week's episode, I wanted to tell you guys, number one, thank you guys for the new subscribers on YouTube. Thank you guys for subscribing to the channel, viewing, watching, interacting, all of those sorts of things. I did want to say that if you are someone who wants to like, if you like to hop into the conversation, if you want to add commentary, things like that, whatever it is you want to do or say in regards to an episode, y'all don't be afraid Leave me a comment on the YouTube or on the social media platforms, like whatever you prefer, whatever your comfort is. If you want to DM me, that's fine too. I love it when you guys engage with me and interact with the show and you guys have opinions about what we talked about. I love that. I promise y'all I do not bite. So definitely if, um, if that's you, if you're someone who you want to engage, you just aren't sure who should, you should. You definitely should. Okay, so thank you guys for that. And let's just hop right on into the show. So the big thing that I want to highlight right now is that before you can require anything of anybody else in your life, whether that's a significant other, whether that's a friendship, whatever it is, before you can require anything of anyone, you have to first know who you are. Okay. And so that's where this whole premise of will you settle comes in. I'm not talking about, you know, will you settle for any old man, any old relationship, any old job? We're not talking about that. In fact, this episode, I am not teaching you how to get a man, how to set standards to get a man or to get a certain type of man. Like we're not talking about that. (laughs) That's not what this show is about today. Today, we are talking about how to choose you how to put your best foot forward and the things you can do to sort of align yourself with that. And so the question in the back of your head is, will you settle, right? Are you going to settle for this version of you that you know is not your 100% best self because you're still trapped in, you know, past experiences or whatever the case is? So let's, let's just think about that. But I wanted to start by saying, Before you can move forward and require anything, set any sort of standard for anybody else in your life, you have to set standards with yourself, 
Okay, that's super duper important. And the only way you can establish a set of standards for yourself is if you are operating in the truth of who God says you are. So not the you you think you are. And I mean, not the you who is dealing with um, past issues that are still tripping you up to this day. Not the you who can't break past certain barriers in your life due to maybe you're dealing with depression or anxiety, right? I'm not talking about that version of you. I'm talking about the you that's free from the depression and anxiety, who's not bound up by past mistakes. The person who is operating in her full God-given identity, the one that God said that you were, the identity that God says that you are, the one that you don't necessarily know, but the one that I am telling you assuredly that is you. Okay. The one God says that is you. So who does God say that you are? Who is it that Jesus went to the cross for, right? Where is your identity? What is it that the Bible actually says, right? So I'm going to run down this list in case you forgot. We all need reminders sometimes, but God says, says you are his daughter. God says you are his daughter. That means you are royalty. That means you are highly valued, highly considered, highly cared for. Walk in that. Find peace and comfort and confidence in that you are his daughter. Number one. Number two, the Bible says you are forgiven and redeemed. When Jesus went to the cross, he died on the cross for our sins. So anything that you have done in your past, whether it was yesterday or 10 years ago, says you are forgiven for that. I think a lot of times we walk through life and we're tripped up. We, we stunt ourselves because of the who we were of yesterday, right? But God says, you are not bound by that. You are free from that. I forgive you. I love you. And I want you to walk as if you know that you are loved, highly cared for, and highly regarded. He also says that you are complete. You are whole. You are not used up. You are not worn and tattered. He says that, Whatever it is that you experienced in your past, any traumas, any um, things that were told to you as you were coming up, those are not the things that define you. If those things have left you feeling broken, breakups, whatever it is, bad relationships, if those things have left you feeling broken, less of a woman and less of someone worthy, scrap it all because he says that you are complete, you are whole. You are not run down. You are not worn. Walk in the freedom of that right there. And I think most important of all, God says that you are loved. I think we walk through life sometimes feeling like we're alone. I think we walk through life sometimes feeling like nobody loves us, nobody cares about us. And that in turn, internally, we are not believing in ourselves. Internally, we aren't giving ourselves the best love because we feel like nobody else in this world cares about us. But one true thing that you can never deny is that God loves you so much. You are loved unconditionally and we don't even deserve it, y'all. We don't even deserve the goodness of God, but he gives it to us anyway because he knows a version of us that we don't yet know of ourselves. And so it's our job, it's our duty to walk in the way that he has for us to really live in that freedom, to really operate in our best selves. And the crazy thing is, y'all, this the list goes on. Okay, so this is, this is just a little short little snippet. The list literally goes on. But the crazy thing is 
when you start to internalize and realize these things that God has for you, you start to walk a little different. You carry yourself a little differently. Things that used to bother you before no longer bother you. You'll see that you'll start to attract people around you that are more in alignment with what God has for you. It doesn't even, it's not even something that you have to think about. It just starts to come to you naturally. And that's where I want us to get. I want us to become so um, wrapped up in who God says that we are, that that naturally is the identity that takes over us. That is naturally what we walk in. We don't even have to think about it. Just like we can breathe however much we breathe in an hour, it's going to be that thing. You don't even think about breathing. You're not going to be even thinking about, okay, I got to do this to make sure that I'm, nope, you're not going to have to think about it. It's going to be something so ingrained in every part of who you are that you're just going to walk outside, go about your day, and people are going to be able to tell. This is a woman, this woman here, she's a little different. She's not, you know, she isn't who we thought, you know, she is walking with some sort of authority, power, comfort, peace, and joy that can only come with a true, honest, and dedicated relationship with Jesus Christ. A lot of the time, it's the confidence that does the trick, right? So these things that God says about you should build up your confidence. It should build up your resume. And once you realize that there is a confidence that takes over you and people recognize that, people see it. And this is the thing. It's like the key to everything. You know, it's the confidence. It's the mindset. It is the, I am a daughter of God. I am highly regarded. I am highly loved. I deserve the best love that I can give myself. I deserve the best love for my significant other. It's that sort of mindset that kind of carries us through. When you realize it and you know it, you guys, the confidence that God has instilled in you just shines out readily. You don't have to put the work into it. And that is going to be the thing. That is, that is, that's how you know you're where you need to be. Some of you feel worn. Some of you feel unworthy. Some of you feel used up. And these are the things that are keeping you bound. These are the things that are keeping you shackled. And I mean, for years, you are like a hamster on a wheel, just going through the same cycles, the same everyday motions and not really getting to where you need to be. But today you have to choose to release it. I hope more than anything that this episode here, you will feel it in your heart that it is time to let go of whatever that thing is that is not moving you forward, whatever that thing is that has constantly held you back and kept you from the goodness of God. So let's let's dig into that a little bit more too. Why don't you believe you are who God says that you are? And this is all of us because I don't think that there's anybody who truly has the nail hit directly on the head who is 100% where they should be. And I also think that this is something that we need to constantly be reminded of. But let's talk about it. Why don't you believe you are who God says you are? That's a great a great journal prompt. If that's something you want to explore a little deeper, that really is a great journal prompt um, to take advantage of. But right now, just take a couple minutes and just think about it. If you can't write it down, just think about it. What things have you experienced? Who told you you weren't worthy? You know? Was it a breakup, a bad relationship? Was it um, someone really close to you in like a, a parental role? Did you suffer a really deep trauma? Did you go through things growing up that just didn't align with this thought and feeling of I am worth something, right? What What is it? We really have to sit and think about that. What is it? 
Is it that you just didn't grow up with an example of what it looked like to truly love yourself? Is it maybe you were taught otherwise, like we just mentioned, a past experience or trauma? Maybe, maybe, y'all, it is the images that you feed yourself every day. Maybe you feel like you physically or mentally are not in line with what is constantly being thrown in your face on social media. Is it that? Do you feel like you don't fit the standard that the world presents? Like, what is it that has you stuck? So think about that for a few minutes. Write it down if you can, but if you can't, that's okay. So now that we've called it out, let's fix it, okay? We talk about this sometimes. To name the thing is a huge step, okay? To name the thing that is holding you back is a huge step because now you're calling out. Now it's not like you're operating in ignorance where you don't know what's going on. It's like, oh no, I recognize there's a problem. There is a problem. I'm calling it out so that I can fix it. Throw it away. Get rid of that thing. And let's put in the new thing. Let's put in the thing that's going to really push you forward. And the thing that's going to really be your ultimate fix is found in God's arms. It's found in the love of Christ. I want to read a scripture to you guys because this scripture in particular is very, um, I just thought it was beautiful. I'm not going to say anything else except that I thought it was beautiful. And I want you to write this one down. This is Psalm 139 verses 14 through 18. I'm sorry, 13 through 18. It says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them? Another translation for verse 17 says, How amazing are your thoughts concerning me? How vast is the sum of them? Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. Mm, mm -mm. I want you to let that sit. I want you to let that marinate in your spirit, in your soul. That's Psalm 39, verses 13 through 18. There is something about those words that just puts a natural smile on your face. A natural comfort, a natural peace just takes over you. It's sort of like the things that you thought were a big deal in your life are all of a sudden not a big deal, right? It's like um, when you were younger and maybe you hurt yourself outside or maybe somebody at school was being mean to you and you went to tell your mom what was going on. And she just like spoke words of encouragement to your soul, gave you a big old hug and made you some real good food. And it was all okay. You know what I'm saying? That's how that feels. That feels so good. Those words feel so good. They should be nourishing your soul. Really, that speaks to just how much God loves you. And when you know that, it's like, What other choice do you have but to walk in that truth? Another testament of God's love for us. Hello, he sent Jesus to the cross. He sent his son to the cross. Not only did he send him to the cross, before Jesus went to the cross, he lived a human life, dealt with 
a plethora of temptation. Felt what it was like to be a human, right? To walk this world, to live and deal with the things that we deal with. He humbled himself and really made himself a servant to the people, right? So he didn't live this great, big, fabulous life, like like the thing that's always being portrayed to us. He didn't live this great, big, fabulous life. He lived a humble life. He walked a human life. And then he was sent to the cross and didn't even deserve it. But God sacrificed his son for us, for you. Mm. And do you think you're doing a service to him or thanking him or showing your appreciation by wallowing in the sorrows of yesterday, by wallowing in the in the in your past experiences, or by continuing to be bound by things that God already freed you from, the thing that Jesus already went to the cross for. That is the greatest testament of love that there is. Can you imagine? Listen, can you imagine sacrificing your child for the world? That's something, y'all, that's something deep. It can't be anything else but love. What what else would spur someone? What else would spur someone to put up a sacrifice that deep? It's nothing but love. Do God right. Do our due diligence and walk in that freedom. I got to pause for a second because like literally I'm telling this to y'all and I'm telling it to myself and I'm internalizing this. So many times I get on this mic and it's like, I'm giving y'all a message, but God is giving me a message. God is feeding me constantly. And so many times this these episodes reflect areas that also need to be um, worked on in my life as well. And so thank you, God. Thank you, God, for your word. So here's the big thing. So we the first question we asked ourselves was, will you settle for the version of you that is not the best you, right? The second question of this week is, why would you settle? Okay, so will you settle? Now I want to know why. Why would you settle for the version of you that is not the best you? Why would you settle for the version of you that is broken, weighed down, can't see her way up? Because up until this point, that's basically what we've been doing. We allow ourselves to go back into our same thought patterns, our our same cycles, be constantly subjected to the thing that's keeping us down. The devil is tricky, y'all. But now that we are calling it out, there's like literally no excuse that you don't move forward. It all starts with the choice, right? If you declare right now, this very minute, I am choosing the better me. I am choosing a free me. I am choosing... The me that walks in the love and abundance of God. If you make that declaration right now, you have taken a major step. We called it out. We called out the thing holding us back. And the next big step is to make the choice not to look back at that thing. The next big step was to make the decision that I'm going to do what I need to do to get myself together, to gather myself accordingly so that I can be the woman that God has called me to be so that I can be the best me for myself, the best me for my kids, my husband, my family, you know, my job, like whatever roles God has you in. We're making the decision to be the best person that we can be. So let's talk about the homework for this week. We don't do homework every week, but this one I thought 
I think for the whole month of February, actually, um, there'll be like little mini homework assignments. And none of it is bad. It's homework. It's also heart work. You know, we talk a lot about that on the show. The thing that is really going to examine our hearts and put us in a better place. So let's just talk about what we're going to be doing. The first thing that I want you guys to do is the very famous assignment of sticky notes on the mirror. And I'm so serious about this. It sounds like childish or it sounds like cliche, but it's not. Maybe it is. <laughs> Maybe it is, but it works. That's that's what I'm trying to get at. It works. So my hairstylist, she always has on her bat in the bathroom, on the mirror, a sticky note with these affirmations on it. And it's like, every time I go on there, I'm like, oh yeah, thanks for that reminder. And I'm grateful to her that she has that on there, right? That's what I want you to do. We're going to create that environment in our own home. Because the first thing you do when you get up in the morning, you go use the restroom, you brush your teeth, you wash your face, you have no choice but to look in that mirror. The first thing I want you to see is that sticky note. Okay, so on the sticky note, and you can use multiple, I'm going to have linked in the description box. If you guys remember a little while back, we did an episode called Biblical Affirmations, where we just talked about the truths of God, the things that he's already said about us and where it was in scripture. I have all of those um, biblical affirmations and their accompanying scriptures on a PDF document that's going to be linked in the description box and in the show notes. Okay. I want you to get that. I want you to choose whatever off that list. I want you to write it on that sticky note and I want you to put it on the mirror and whatever else you want to add, whatever other sticky notes you want to put up there, but it has to be, you have to choose one, two, three, however many of the biblical affirmations. Okay. At least one, put it up there. Look at that thing every morning. Remind yourself of that truth and go about your day. And then you tell me if that makes a difference in your life or not. You tell me if that makes a difference in your mindset or not. The second part of this assignment takes it a little step further. And this is where I said in the beginning, I want you guys to join the Her Soul Journaling Club because this, um, the journaling club, basically, y'all know I like to write. I love to write. Journaling is a form of healing for me. And so when I come across great journal prompts, I like to share them in the group. And so this journal challenge is also going to be in that group. And so I never say you have to share what you're journaling about. If you want to, you can absolutely, but um, it's not a requirement. You don't have to share anything that you've written. It's really just so that you can get the prompts from me and extra encouragement or whatever it is that you need, anything you want to write about or think about for deeper thought and reflection. That's what that group is about. So go ahead and join it. All the links are in the description and show notes. Okay, so this is the assignment for the week, right? I want you guys to, on that same PDF document of biblical affirmations, you're gonna choose one of the affirmations for seven days. Okay, so this is a seven-day journaling challenge. So day one, you're gonna pick a journaling affirmation or you're gonna pick a biblical affirmation and a scripture and you're gonna write it down on your piece of paper in your journal, notebook or whatever. And then... You're just going to journal about what that means to you. What do those words speak to you about? And really, before you even head into this journaling session, I want you to pray and ask God to meet you at the intersection of that pen and paper, to meet you in that journaling experience and to speak to your heart and really open your eyes to show you things that you necessarily haven't been seeing and then journal it out. What, is, what does that mean to you? How can you walk that out and live that out in your everyday life, right? That's what I want you to do for seven days. And actually, I will leave, 
yeah, all that's going to be in in the group. If you are interested, I'll leave um, everything there so you can find it pretty easily. Before we leave for today, I wanted to mention to you guys, when we're talking about interrupting thought cycles, things that have been ingrained in us for years and years and years, we cannot expect that this is something that's going to be easy or something that's going to be, um, that's not going to take a whole lot of time, right? That's unrealistic. So here are my disclaimers. Number one, if you need to see a mental health professional, y'all, do it. It's nothing wrong with that. There is no shame in your game, like for real. There's no shame. If you need to see somebody to help you do this on a much deeper level, please see a mental health professional. Number two, the other disclaimer that I have for you is that these are not changes. These are not things that can happen overnight. So expect that it takes a little bit of time, right? It takes a little bit of time, but it also takes a really strong commitment to it, right? You can't interrupt patterns that you've had in place your whole life in a week, in, in a month. Sometimes it's going to take a lot longer than that, right? But I encourage you to just keep going, keep working at it, because I promise you doing one thing a day to get you to a better place. We talked about this last week. Doing that one extra thing a day to get you to a better place, you're a thousand times better off than if you just decide to do nothing at all. Okay? So that is it for this week's episode, you guys. I am praying, y'all, for your growth. I'm praying for your healing. I'm praying for your betterment. And I'm praying for your full realization of who you are in Christ. I love y'all. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys.